This is the Socially Impaired Podcast with Devin and Andy. I've been a gamer for basically all my life. Uh, as far back as I could hold the controller in my hands, I can remember my dad playing the Atari 2600, uh, playing Dragster with his friend. And me and my brother would play, you know, Pac-Man, Missile Command, Space Invaders, things like that. And then later on, I, you know, got my very own Nintendo Entertainment System and Christmas 1985. And that just sealed the deal for me to just always love video games. And when new consoles came out, it was always a very exciting time from that point on. And as you go through the years, you end up getting... Uh, the Sega Genesis, and then the Super Nintendo, and then the the PlayStation, and the Dreamcast, and PlayStation 2, and 3, and 4, and Xbox came out, and that was exciting. It used to be Nintendo versus Sega, and now it's Sony versus Microsoft, and you'd always have the, uh, what's referred to as the Council Wars, and every time a new generation would come out, you would argue and debate with your friends that you know, this is better than that, and I'm I'm a PlayStation gamer, I'm a Nintendo gamer, and it was just always always a fun time. And this past week, uh, we came upon one of those times again as the, the, the release of Microsoft's new Xbox Series X and S, as well as Sony's PlayStation 5. Uh, this time it wasn't wasn't all that it wasn't as exciting as it used to be, but I did go out and get myself an Xbox Series S. Uh, I don't have I don't have anything to review on the other two systems as of now, but we'll talk a little bit about that. We're at that like sort of sweet spot where video games have just always been there, and we're we're like the first generation where where that's um, been possible. I think like I I think. You know, you you mentioned the Atari and and like the Intel Intellivision, but those those weren't really. It wasn't really like not everyone had those, but it kind of felt like everyone had a Nintendo NES, and that that hit us like I mean that's late '80s, so it, it, that hit us right at the sweet spot for that. So it's always like video games have always just they just always have been there in our lives. It's like it's like watching um, shows or or watching a movie, you know, or playing video games. It's just you know, just one other activity that you, you consume that that's like, you don't really even think about it as, you know, being this outlier thing. Yeah, that's, that's one reason why when, when people say, oh, like, video games are for kids. And it's like, well, how do you know? Because, yeah, we were kids when it all started. So we grew up with it. So it's like, I don't know how it became a, a kid-only thing. <clears throat> but because we are the first generation. We'll be the first generation of grandparents playing you know, Call of Duty 308. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't really play that, but yeah, I know what you <laughs> no, mean. No, right. Uh, it's just a, the, one of the higher recognizable games. Yeah. So, got the Series S, and it was cool to get it on release day, open it up, and be like, oh yeah, pretty, and all that joy of getting something nice and shiny and new. Uh, and then when I plugged it in, the interface and everything is the same as the previous generation and all my stuff 
just came over like i barely even had to set it up or anything so in the end it's almost like i just replaced the hardware and then it just looks and acts the same <laughs> and, which is what their idea was right that like there was sort of microsoft's right. uh choice like their strategy yeah and at first i thought oh this is this is not cool because i want that feeling of it of it feeling new but at the same time it's awesome because we've always kind of wanted that where everything just moves over and I have all the same games and the same accessories and everything like that. So I think it was a smart choice to unify the UI across all of them. I'm sure it makes it easier mm-hmm. on like the dev side for Microsoft, but it just makes sense moving forward as a, as a singular product. I agree. And so after, after I test drove a couple of games, like Apex Legends looks way better because my previous console was the Series S and now it looks, I'm sorry, uh, Xbox One S <laughs> and the new one is the Series S so it looks a lot better. The naming um, conventions are they're killing me. I, I don't know. Right. I barely know which one's, you know, which. It's so hard to say it. Yeah. Just like that. But it, well, I, got, yeah, I got into Apex and it looked amazing. Uh, there was only a handful of other games that were optimized for the new consoles. Uh, like Dead by Daylight is another one I have, so I went in there and I'm like, yeah, this looks all right. That game actually runs at 120 frames. Um, so it was, it was going all right, and we just got to wait for more games to come out that are specific for the new generation. Uh, but then I started running into some issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And first thing I found, which I don't, I don't think is a console issue, but sometimes when I go, and it specifically happens with Apex, and I think I determined why was when when I leave Apex to go back to the main menu, my monitor like doesn't know what to do, and it just goes black. And I think I've determined it's because I have it set to 120 refresh rate as a system, but Apex is only 60. So when I switch back and forth, my monitor gets confused what it's supposed to do. (laughs) So I've been having an issue where it just goes black. Uh, Like when we were playing the other day, I didn't leave the game, but I went to the menu to look at something and my whole screen went black. So I had to like power off my monitor and power it back on to get back into the game. And which monitor do you have? I have a Gigabyte QHD. 120 hertz monitor. Okay. Yeah. And it seems to only happen with the Apex, so that's why I think it has to do with the when it switches the re- refresh rate between the game and the console. I'm sure there's going to be some bugs in this new system, so it's not, I don't think that's going to be unheard of. I'm sure they'll work stuff out as it goes along. And then the second and third thing had to do with game crashing. Um, in Dead by Daylight, the game, when I was playing it yesterday, it, it just stops. It just freezes. Uh, not when I'm playing a game, but when you're in the menu of the game itself, it kept freezing, and I'd have to close it and reopen it. And it happened at least 10 times, and I finally just gave up and uninstalled it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not like, worth whatever. the space, no, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll play it. I'll get back into this in the future when they fix that. And then I also was trying Fallout 76 because I'm trying different games uh, to see how they run better or anything like that. And Fallout 76 just completely crashed. It sent me back to the main menu. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's definitely having a little bit of issue. Yeah, those Fallout 
or yeah, the Fallout games and even the uh, Morrowind or Oblivion games, um, they kind of ship with a shit ton of bugs. And like, I know that's a kind of an older game, but I feel like they're always sort of just in there. So it, I mean, that that could just be that game, but it sounds like maybe not because you know you're, you're trying that on that new system, which I I just haven't heard of any of those types of problems. And I also had because I haven't. I mean, the the Series S only has a 500 gig hard drive and only 360 of it's usable. So instantly, I very like have like five games on it and it's out. So I I hook my external, my old external, for my One S to this, which works, unless it's a game that's enhanced for the Series S or X. Uh, it just doesn't so work I, at all? Yeah, when I try to put Dead by Daylight on the external one, instead of uninstalling it, it told me that you can do this, but you can't play it from there, because the hard drive is slower. Well, what the hell would be the point of putting it there? Well, yeah, just so you don't have to re-download it, I guess. You can move it back and forth to the normal hard drive, would be my only thought. But So that's kind of the thing, is that the hard drive speed of these new, because they've been talking about that with both new systems, is how, how fast the hard drive is. And that must play a big role into the enhancement, because now you can't play it off a regular external drive. And that's probably also why they have the new proprietary expansion slots. Yeah, that's how they're getting those consoles so cheap they're like yeah we're giving you a deal on this console but you got to buy storage at some point that's gonna be that's gonna cost you right like isn't it like 200 bucks for the storage yeah i think i'd heard that i mean it would at least be a hundred depending on the size i guess but that's rough 100 seems mm, i guess acceptable 200 seems uh ludicrous it's definitely um unnecessary though right i mean like you if don't I have need it? five games installed, oh, yeah. it's just the idea of managing your storage. So, uh, yeah, I usually don't have a problem with this because I only play one game at a time or two games at a time max. So I, you know, I'll just swap them out and it, it's fine. Yeah, only a couple of games are are bad. Like Red Dead Redemption is over a hundred gigs, so I do have that installed, and I, I don't want to uninstall it because then when I want to play it, it'll take like three hours to download. <laughs> Yeah, so I always keep it there, thinking I'm gonna go play it. Uh, but at this point, it's like, nope, I can't do that. So I'll have to move it to my external. <laughs> Say you have your problem of Red Dead Redemption, and you also have the problem of you don't have enough storage space for it. So, and say you're only gonna buy the Xbox uh, Series S, do you buy another external? storage for two hundred dollars or do you just buy another xbox series s and put like two different games you know like oh this, yeah. this is my red dead redemption <laughs> console <laughs> and this is my normal one you know like i mean a hundred bucks more that doesn't seem yeah. like like i don't know it doesn't seem that bad right if the price is, is that close and if you're saying it's so easy to uh, uh swap or, or set a console up like you know what the hell, right? <laughs> I'll just I'll just buy two of these things. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go look that up too, and how much that external lot is. Read that somewhere. I'm not 100 percent positive if it's 200 or or what, or even if it's gonna start at 200 and then it comes down eventually. But if it is 200, <laughs> you might seriously just think about buying another console. <laughs> that reminds me of like the old memory cards you put in controllers, because that would be the benefit. Is it is just a like a tiny 
card that you can just take out and put in your pocket. It's not like a delicate hard drive or something. And you take take it out, put it in another one, you know, if you went to your friend's house or something like that. But Yeah, I, I wanna go a little bit back just to the the series S, um, the design of it. Cause I think it's the best out of the new consoles we see out of all all four, but I guess really three, because the PlayStation's really the same thing except for a little slimmer without that um hard drive in there. But it, it's um it's nice and compact, which I think is, uh, I just feel like at this point, we sh- that's what we should be getting. Like that's, that size and form factor. I wish you could get the more powerful guts into that smaller form factor, but okay, I get why you can't. It's probably new tech, so you know that, that's why they're always bigger on the first round. But, th- but that smaller one, it, um, do you know the uh, um, industrial designer, uh, Dieter Rams? Do you know this guy? No. So he, he, you know, the company, uh, Braun. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like the lead, um, designer for, for a lot of years for that company. And he's, he's, he's pretty well known in like, uh, like design, you know, world, like, uh, uh, uh what's, what's the designer for Apple, uh, um, Ivy, that guy, he, he like did design the, the first, uh, he was a lead designer on all that stuff when, like when Steve Jobs came back, you know, the, I, iPod, the, those, um, you know, all the Macs, and he, even up until rather recently, I think, I think he's left the company in the last couple of years. But he, the the Dieter Rams guy was uh, very influential in, into that guy's design, and and this guy has like uh, ten principles for design, and I, if I could just tell you two of them, and I I think they're really re- well relevant to the Series S. And the first one is um, good design is un- unobtrusive. And I really like this because if you look at the Xbox Series S, it's like, yeah, it's this square. It has that, you know, circle um, speaker on the front. And then you look at the uh, PlayStation and it's like, bang, right in front, right in your face. It's like, yeah, we're, we're over designing this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the contrast is quite, quite striking in that I really like the simplicity of the Xbox because it, it just, it's just doing exactly what it needs to right? Like, like that's all you need it to do. It doesn't have to do anything else. It doesn't have to have these big wings on the side. It just, <laughs> it yep. just plays games, right? Like it just sits there on your desk and plays games. It, and the second one is um, good design is as little design as possible. And I mean, it's, it's the same kind of thing, right? These, these, these come together and it, you don't, it doesn't need to be anything else, right? Like less, but better is sort of the, the mantra of, of this. And, and I just, I, when I was looking at it, I was really, struck by how close um of influence they had by this um renowned uh designer and it's i don't know i i i think it's it, it was a good choice for, for for me and i and i just wish they they all looked you know that good yeah simplicity is better yep i believe i think i think that both of us uh look for that in a lot of the products we get that's kind of why we also go with a pixel phone mm-hmm. like I always get annoyed with, oh, you know, the Pixel just is, look, looks like a dull, boring phone. I'm like, what's it supposed to look like? I don't Yep. <laughs> what is a phone supposed to look like? It's not matching, but. Yeah, I was amazed at how small it was, for sure. Like, I knew it was going to be small, the Series S, but when I had it in my hand, I'm like, wow, that is really small. <laughs> and it seems like a, you know, like a small thing or like, you know, something like all who cares how 
big or small it is, but I think it does matter. Like, I mean, I just don't have a ton of space. So, I mean, I just don't want this huge thing sitting on, you know, my desk or if it's too big, I mean, I'm guessing I have to tuck it away on the floor or something, you know, like, how do you get it, you know, in, in a manageable, how do you make it manageable in, in a, in a small space? So it's, I don't know, man, that, that series S, so that's just, that, that, that's the one that looks the best, I think. Yeah, PlayStation can't do nothing about theirs. I mean, that's just uh, gaudy, terrible, large. Uh, it's going to collect dust like crazy. But I, I, I don't mind the Series X design either. Because I actually think they're the same height. It's just that the X is wider, so it became a cube as opposed to you know, the normal rectangular uh, type thing. So I, I don't mind that one. I think the problem with that is that it's just you see the Series S and then it's like, well, okay, I guess, you know, there's more to this one, so it has to be bigger. But it's just, why can't we just have this one? Like this, I thought we were supposed to be getting smaller with every version, but nope, it's it's got a, got a, it sort of um, goes up and down with the the, the size. So right, and with the with the S, I think they took the standard approach with uh, cooling with the fan but with the x i think that design is specifically to create like that air vortex up through it to keep it cool uh so it you know throwing that power in the same style as the s with just the singular big top fan or something i don't know i think yeah. that might have played a role into it but yeah i think that's why the playstation is so big too is because of cooling yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you, like like they always do, the next iteration of the system and how it will end up becoming smaller and see how that... Yeah, it's kind of weird to, to watch the new consoles roll out because there's there's really not that many games for them and the performance boost, um, while it sounds cool, it just doesn't sound like it's worth it to me at this point. And especially because last gen, you know, they had multiple iterations of, of each console and and those later ones became up, uh, you know, the better versions of the console. And it's just like, well, I mean, if there's if there's not a game for this, why would I, you know, invest in this at this point? I can do all the same things on on the current um, gen. Right. So if I also had the One X, I may have taken that same route and just been like, eh, I'm just gonna wait another year or so. But since I had the One S, the junkier version or whatever I, I really needed that boost so it was a good time to spend 300 bucks since the one x was 500 bucks <laughs> um that was part of their strategy right was they know right now that there's like this in-between period where maybe everyone's not gonna want to make that jump so they give you a, a slight option on, on hey, it, which, okay, yeah go ahead that makes me think if they'll do away with the series s like the Series S is just the transition piece, and then next will be the X. I mean, if you want to go, you got to go to the X. But then the next version they come out with won't be a reiteration of those consoles, but it'll be a slightly more powerful. Like maybe they'll just continuously do that now. It definitely feels like um, a starter edition. Yeah. Right. And I mm -hmm. I think I was reading or, or watching some review on it uh, in the last week. And they described it as um, maybe something for a for a kid, right? Like, oh, maybe you get this for for one of your kids, which is funny because I think you were talking about oh, yeah. doing that for your kids. You know, so I'm only borrowing this one for now. Yeah, so like <laughs> maybe if they don't have you know a, a a high def TV or monitor or something, you know, they they might have you know 
a lower end need for it, lower end spec need for it. So it was, it was like a, a kid's device, which I, I thought was a little amusing, you know, but I mean, obviously I, th I think, you know, there's that stigma with video games being for kids and they're just labeled this smaller one for, you know, like a child's device. Like it's not, not for pros or, or whatever, but. Well, I think they also were pushing towards the computer crowd that does just sit with the 2k monitor and such like i try to explain this to cooper because he keeps saying that too oh i want the series x i'm like you don't need the x you don't have you don't have a 4k tv you don't have a 4k monitor there's no reason to spend that extra money on the x so performance boost right that's right. the argument well i mean is it really i mean over the s i don't think it is but no. i mean that's that's yeah what, what you know it's the big one it's, it's the you know you just want the biggest yeah, like, I best. want my first phone to be an iPhone 12. Yep. Like, dude, you're getting like a, 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 a Motorola 5 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever $50 phone there is. Show me you can take care of a crappy one before, before the $1,000 one comes into play. So, uh, switching gears here, because you're, you're telling me a little bit about the Google TV. And I want to know more, because... Uh, you know, I've been, I've been without cable for almost three years now, and I don't like any of the services or the price points for things like the Hulu TV and everything, but the Google TV did pique my interest. And I just found out that my internet provider is offering Google TV for free to their new subscribers. So I'm about to be calling them after this podcast <laughs> and be like, I want that on mine or else I'm going to go somewhere else. So I'm curious as to how that service works. You're talking about a, a, a Google TV service as in like you get like a package of channels and shows or what is that? Yeah. Oh. Right. Was that different than, because you're talking about the new Chromecast that comes with Google TV, but it, right, isn't that? So, yeah, the... um. Yeah, you're you're right to say that it's the new Chromecast because it is very similar to that in that it it's, it has the uh, the doggle that plugs plugs into your TV, but then it also comes with a um, a remote. And really, the Google TV part of it is the interface. Um, so it really just can combine all your streaming services into a Google TV um, UI. So it'll pull from all the underlying street, uh, services that you or, or apps that you connect to it. So if, you know, if you have Disney plus and Netflix, it'll um, and go under the movies tab. It'll pull movies from those respective apps. And then you can just play them right through Google TV. And it's just like a really nice user experience. It's, it's what I think I've always wanted for, you know, one of these uh, systems. It's never really all come together, right? I, I, Cause you just had, you're like, Oh, I want to, Go into Apple TV. I want to go into Hulu. I want to go into Netflix. You have to go to each one individually, and you know they all work um, pretty well. I, I think you know, but it, you know they're individual apps, so they all run differently. But this one, you know, combines them all into one, and it's it's pretty seamless um, experience, and um, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, it was like it was like fifty bucks for the Google TV, and I I think it was well worth it. So I'm presuming, though, as well, is that it does include the option to have your Google TV service included with that. Um, so I guess I just don't know what that um, is entirely. Like, I this is like the 
like I have like YouTube premium. Is it like that? The thing you're talking about? No. Nope. Like yeah, no, so I don't. I don't know what the Google TV service. You're yeah, the Google about TV is. is like where they give you. You get local channels and you know USA and FX and AMC and all the like. It's a cable thing. Oh, okay. See, I, I don't have that. So, but I'm assuming. Yeah, that would. It would probably fit all nicely in there, and you could you could draw upon all that, all those services as well. So if I went on that Google TV, so now the naming thing. I don't. We're talking about two different things with the same name. Yeah, device or service, I guess. We'll, right. We'll so if you go on the device, and if I search a movie, it's going to find it through my 10 different streaming services and just play it? Yeah, as long as you have them, you have to set them all up. But Oh, yeah. I'm sold. I'm yeah. buying that Yeah, you right should, now. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I hate that. When I want to find out if a movie's for free, I have to go first start in the internet and hope that they tell you where, and if not, then i got to go into every single app and search the name to see if it's there. Yep. So that that right there, I, I'll pay for that. Yeah, I think it's a pretty nice device. So, uh, You know, one one um, caveat here, I did mention Apple TV in, in those services. It it does not, you cannot put Apple TV on it. So just, just so, uh, you know, that that was clear. I don't know if the, I, I get why it, it, it's not available because it's Google and Apple, but um, yeah, that that's uh, yeah, it's not not available on there. But most other ones are right, and I think that Apple TV is a similar thing to the Google TV service, where they also offer cable shows. Yep, and it's a device as well. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yep, yeah. I might, I might, I'll definitely check that out then. Which you know what I I was just uh, I just saw that um, Apple TV um, app will be available on the Xbox shortly or it is now I, I don't okay. know so I thought that was kind of cool because right now there's um I don't know, you play it through your computer or or what like I don't I don't have a good way to play it on my TV so right, it's kind of that player right? yeah so it's kind of annoying at, right now so I I wish they would just be a little bit more lenient. On, on where these apps can can live because it kind of just makes it painful. Well, doesn't I thought like I thought Apple AirPlay was similar to Chromecast. Like you can't throw that to your TV. The same yeah, way. you can. I don't set up any of the, the AirPlay shit. So I just you know, I just yeah, you can. Um, what I normally end up doing with Apple TV is I play it on my computer and then uh, cast it through uh, Chrome. To my TV, <laughs> to my to my Google TV. So, yeah. But this is sort of switching a little bit. But the there is a they're sort of unifying some of the uh, uh, Google apps to just be Google TV app, like the Google Movies or Play or whatever. They're they're sort of moving them over to Google TV now, which I think Google does have a problem with uh, some of their their apps and. Uh, um, they just they just don't last very long. It seems like they're like they like try a lot of things and then sometimes they work, but then sometimes they're like, yeah, we're gonna rebrand this again. You know, like it's okay. Yeah, they just got Google rid of TV. play music. Yeah, right. That and, too. Yep. Yeah, I, I invested all of my. I had play music forever. That's actually why I got premium YouTube premium in the first place. And then they got rid of it, and YouTube music is I don't know if anything makes sense. I know I never know which one to open. I'm like, what the fuck? I got, you know, but yeah, so it's it's probably a good idea to unify them. But I I just got the the email where they're like, hey, we're moving your play music to YouTube Premium or what? YouTube Music. I'm like, 
fuck it, yeah, fucking do it. I don't care. I still want it. So, yeah. And I, I even thought at one point, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check out a new, you know, maybe I'll get Spotify or something like that. But then I realized, nope, because I don't want YouTube ads. <laughs> so, I will never watch YouTube without premium because I can't stand ads. Yeah, I don't know how, like, I remember when they flipped from uh, no ads to ads in YouTube. And I was like, man, they just fucking ruined YouTube. And so then I'm with you. I, I pay for the, the no ad service. And, and, and because uh, mainly I got that because of the, the music service they have. And it just sort of bundled that in. So it was like a you know a nice added bonus. But I, I just don't know how you can watch YouTube with ad, ads now. And I don't know. I, some of the... Um, some of the videos that I watch, you know, I mean, I get it. They have to do advertisements, but some of the videos will do like the, the mid episode uh, ad, you know, so it's not like a Google ad. It's like built into the to the programming of the of the um, episode. I, I fucking hate that. I know you can just fast forward, but still, I'm just like, oh, man, I don't care about this bullshit. But everyone's everyone's got to make money somehow. So that's OK. Oh, you know what? And. Another thing, uh, uh, Google uh, services, and I meant to tell you this uh, earlier in the week, but if you are a um, premium member, you can get a free um, Google uh, Stadia device. Uh, really? Yeah, they'll send it to you. I, I signed up for it. It's it's the $100 um, package equivalent. So you get the controller, the Chromecast. I think it's a Chromecast Ultra. But you you get and and it's uh three months free of of Stadia, so this sort of signals to me that that thing is dying and they're like we got a bunch we got a bunch of these fucking devices let's we gotta either, um, you know, uh, inject a whole bunch of users and try and convince them to sign up for this shit so we can make money off of it or we're gonna have to kill it. But still, I think like I wasn't gonna try it because I wasn't paying a hundred dollars for that thing. But if they're gonna give it to me for free, I'll fucking try it. <laughs> so, oh yeah, absolutely. I'll go yep. sign up for that right now too. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you didn't get like an email from your premium service, or I, you know, maybe I didn't either. I think I might have just read an article, but I, I meant to send it to you as soon as I read about it. So I'm like, I know he fucking has this. Oh, I get so many. I I ignore half of the stuff I get in email. So. Yeah, the, I I know. I think half my shit goes to junk mail, so it it makes sense that if if they did send it, it you wouldn't have got it. But still, worth worth checking out. Because once I signed up for it, they. You know the the Stadia, um, it's called Stadia, right? Yeah, the that service started emailing me, um, like the free games. You know, they're like, hey, there's this, this, and this game for free right now. Get you know, click here to get it. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. I can I get a game or a couple games to try out on this. So, all right, this this was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I forget yeah. what the games were too, but one of them I was like, hmm, I might play that in. If it's not, you know, horrible, which I have not, I have heard that it is horrible. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, the Stadia is the Google streaming game service. And the, like, I tried that, the Microsoft X Cloud thing on my phone and it was terrible. So that Stadia has to be terrible too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the tech is there yet. We need some other kind of uh, delivery mechanism for it to really work. Yeah, too much, you know, freezing and jittering and you know, screen tearing. It was so bad, and it was like Minecraft, like the Minecraft dungeons is like that's not even an intensive game. 
So right now there's the xCloud service, the Stadia, and then I think NVIDIA has a service as well. Oh, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember what theirs is called. There's three competing uh, services at the moment. Actually, you know what? I think Amazon might have one too, which I don't even know what it's called, which is probably not good for them. But okay. <laughs> was, I, to be fair, I don't know if any of these are really good yet. But this is probably like, I don't know, five years from now, maybe maybe the tech catches up to make that work. But it seems like it's, you know, like you're saying, while you're playing the game, there's like a delay from the controller to the game or, you know, just freezes, you know, right up so yeah i'm gonna sign up and order mine and then we can do a stadia bashing (laughs) or maybe it works i think i think you have to have some kind of like um you know 100 percent perfect scenario like right next to the server or close to the (laughs) server or you know i don't right next to your router or some shit right like I, i feel like it has to be like the perfect scenario for this thing to even be remotely close to working that's, yeah, that's right. It's all Wi-Fi too, right? It's not even you can't even plug it in. Yeah, it's, it's a Chromecast. It, well, it's a Chromecast, or I guess you can do it on your phone as well. Which is, it, yeah, that's Wi-Fi as well. And I think they were saying, because um, I think they passed along directions on how to set it up, but they were like, if you have um, like a five gigahertz router, you have to, you should be using that, or maybe you like only can use that. I don't know, but it was like you need you need power here, right? It was yeah. They're a couple years too early on that because maybe Wi-Fi six could handle that, but that is at the very early stages of adoption. So yeah, like I have a I have, my laptop is Wi-Fi six compatible, but none of my like home stuff is right. I have a Google router, but it's it's a couple of years old now, so I don't know, <laughs> not I'm not capable yet. We'll we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll, I forget I forget how long it's supposed to take to get here. So we'll see. I have to do a review of that. It's a, I think that thing's the Stadia has been out for a year, so it's kind of a yeah. It's a old, pretty old. It was last year around this time, I believe. So. Yeah, when they, when they announced it, they were like promising some. I mean, it's it's some it's some pretty cool stuff, right? I was like, holy fuck, this is it, right? But uh, from what everyone has said about it and the X Cloud and all the other services, it's kind of like, yeah, not not yet, not yet. Yeah, that's right, cause, sad. Yeah, because weren't they they were touting like like uh, instant on or like you know instant resume, which is now like the, with the Xbox one that or in. Maybe a little bit. Of play. I don't think the PlayStation has this, but the the Xbox is like one of the one of the big features right now is that like switching between games and um, starting up right where you left off kind of thing. And that's what like Stadia was saying, like yeah, you can do that instantly. Okay, even the rest of it's not. So a quick update. Directly after we recorded this episode, I did head out and get that new Chromecast with Google TV. And I found that uh, what I was referring to as Google TV is actually called YouTube TV. So the YouTube TV service is the cable-like service where you can get your local news channels and other cable channels like AMC and Sci-Fi, FX, USA. So what is being referred to as Google TV is actually the new user interface 
that is attached to the Chromecast that uh, creates that universal UI to bring all of your different apps together along with YouTube TV uh, into one uh, quick guide 